0: Hello, friends. This is Kirk Henderson. I'm coming to you on Tuesday afternoon. I decided to give fellow editor of Mavs Moneyball and uh, frequent Forbes contributor Doyle Raider a call. Doyle, how are you today?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Kirk. How about yourself?
0: You know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm waiting. My son gets home from school soon. And, you know, this is going to be the longest break we've had from Mavs basketball since, if not All-Star break, like it's got to be All-Star break-ish, but even then we were like having to do stuff. Like right now we're just kind of, it's like the wait and see approach.
1: Right, it's it's actually kind of nice. The season's been a bit of a grind for everyone.
0: It really, 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 really has. I I, 68 days, there were 38 games played. And I feel like every one of them... It's like I don't really remember off nights is is the way I'll phrase it,
1: right. It was like every other day was a game, and then some you know the double headers made it even worse this year, honestly, not the double headers but the back to backs i mean so which so, yeah. so you've been covering
0: have you been going you've been going to games right how how what was the last few games you've you've been to
1: so I kinda missed a few months there just because. You know, I got sick. I had COVID for a little while. And so, you know, you, you kind of got to take yourself out of the equation there for a bit. Um, but I, I went to the Nets game most recently. So that's the most recent one I went to.
0: Okay, that was a good game. That was actually a fun yeah, it, game. That's a pretty, pretty good one to go to live.
1: Yeah, and before that, I think it had been since uh, the Celtics game where Luka hit the double step-back threes to win it. So <laughs> it. It had been a while in between.
0: But that's but a that's pretty good, if you're going to go to games, those are some good ones to go to.
1: Right, because there were honestly some that were just not, <laughs> just, yeah. I didn't want to, like, do that. Well, so
0: so let me ask you something since you're you're at the games. How, what's capacity been like relatively? Because I, I believe they're upping it. Is that true or am I yes. making that
1: up? No, they, they are. I think Cuban came out and said they're going to try and get, nine thousand or more uh for the playoffs uh right now they you know they started out with none it was actually really kind of a surreal experience but i came to enjoy it after a while uh yeah i mean it was like it was like basketball just for me the only annoying thing was like all the fake noise they piped in and like i'd rather actually just hear the players cussing at each other than you know fake crowd noise um So, I think they started off initially, it was around, I want to say, I think it was around Valentine's Day. They started letting people in who were, like, frontline workers and, like, people who had gotten their first shot, you know, already, and then uh, within, I want to say, like, two weeks, they just, you know, were letting, like, season ticket holders back in, and so it was starting to fill up. I think they, like, had somewhere around 3,000 for a while, and then i think there's somewhere up over 5000 but maybe 6000 now
0: very good but that'll go up, you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and, and i i want to say it was like a weird number like 47% is what i saw like it was something odd compared to capacity but it's it's nice that that you'll get to go cover a playoff game with people at it do you remember the last time you got to cover a Mavs playoff game
1: oh my gosh it's <laughs> it's been in person? Yes. Uh it's been years.
0: What was it the uh, not City series?
1: It gosh, it must have been. Like it was either that or oh gosh, I'd have to like look it all up. Um but it's yeah. Been forever it is, though. You know, yeah, you know, I think that was the Darren Williams team or a Monte Ellis team, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's been forever. It's been long enough that you really don't remember. Okay. So, no, I really so, don't. Yeah.
0: So now, so we Mavs kind of media availability just happened, and it, it it seems like we we just learned via was it a radio interview or was this media availability with Luca that Luka Doncic
1: had COVID. Oh, that was a radio interview he'd done. Like so literally like point, I think an hour ago from when we're recording. Yes, you're right, right, right. So because
0: Callie was, uh, re- you know, she was basically tweeting out what was going on in the interview. I remember this now. I was in the car driving home when I saw this, and I should have yeah. been looking at my phone. Um, <laughs> So Luca had, had COVID at some point, which, you know, there was no follow-up. We don't know when. It's safe to assume he had it between the bubble and the start of the season because he did not miss time this year for anything of right. that he, nature. Yeah.
1: He didn't go into protocols, so. No, so that's. And I that's feel like half, half the team did.
0: Yes, I mean absolutely, because he. It's funny because you know he was, he was the only player that really talked about how staying healthy and away from COVID was going to matter towards the season. Do you remember this from from preseason availability and like how certain players like Kyle Kuzma were like, "Well, I disagree." And like it was a very odd kind of thing, where and then it ended up being very prescient for the Mavericks because they had the really nice victory over the Nuggets, and then everyone, you know, like five players out of their top eight ended out ended up in the COVID protocols.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah,
0: no. And now we're so we're watching some of this media availability, um, which you know we couldn't. You know, Doyle has access to it. Some of our other guys have the ability to join. We at Moneyball don't get to it live often because all of us have other jobs and it's kind of hard to do in the middle of the day, but it yeah. seemed that uh, it, it seemed that, that so Carlisle had availability. He kind of comment, he, he wasn't, you know, it's very difficult to talk to Carlisle about injuries because he's always cagey, but he strongly implied that Maxie is not doing any better, which given the nature of an Achilles injury is not surprising in your kind right, of opinion, I, is this should we kind of just write Maxi off?
1: I don't know yet. Uh, I just I literally just transcribed what Carlisle had to say about uh about Maxi, and yeah, it, it doesn't sound too good. There, it, it seems like tomorrow is going to be a big indicator day, as, as Carl kind of implies. Uh, I wonder why he, he? I I don't know, but that's just what he said. He did some light shooting today, uh, but yeah, it <laughs> it it's more dour than he normally is about this stuff. Because yeah, you're absolutely right. He is pretty much just cagey and won't let anything, you know, get by. Like, well, you know, we'll just see. But no, this one this one sounded a bit more serious. But yeah, like mm. it's a, it's an Achilles, so they, I'm sure it's a little rough. I mean, I've never hurt mine, but I can only imagine how how bad that would be.
0: I hurt mine once in 2012, and Mm -hmm. it's a strange feeling. It's it's any sort of muscle strain is odd, where it doesn't outright hurt, but you're like noticing it all the time. And so it's, I'm I'm sure for a professional athlete, it's obviously very different. But for a guy like Maxi, who his you know he doesn't really rely on like he has a very odd set shot that just works out very well. Um, Right. But his defense, if he can't move or if he can't jump, then he, he can't play. Um the offense was always a bonus from Maxie. His defense has been valuable for you know the whole time he's been on the roster. So that's that's extremely problematic because he was the only guy to guard, you know, uh 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 Kawhi Leonard and you know uh Paul George. And so if if he's not able to go this series becomes much different very quickly.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, something Carlisle noted. He said that Maxie's is one of their top two or three uh, defenders, like best defenders on the team. So. And that, that's absolutely true, I think. It, and uh, if he can't be out there, you know, guarding the wings uh, that the Clippers have, then, <laughs> yeah, this series could be over fast.
0: Yeah, because yeah, the pace is going to slow down and, man, and you know, Porzingis has not been looking tippy top shape, though that could be just him trying to, you know, stay under things. Was there anything else mm-hmm. in his availability, you know, past that that you found, you know, kind of worth it or was like just Carlisle's generalized grumpiness something that you found? Um, you know, it's just kind of like he just probably didn't want to have to do this in the middle of the day. Sorry, my dog is yeah. demanding attention.
1: <laughs> I, I haven't had a chance to watch uh, the whole uh, video of him. Uh, the maxi stuff was kind of right off the bat, so that was kind of what I was focusing on. But he talked for like almost 15 minutes today, so I'll, I'll go through it all. But, uh, you know, it's the maxi stuff is the, the thing that really stood out to me when, you know, like Callie Kaplan was reporting it on, on Twitter and stuff, uh, just because, yeah, this is a starter. <laughs> You know, <laughs> they kind of need all of their bodies healthy. And I don't think that the Mavericks are going into the postseason all that healthy. You know, you have issues with Maxie. Uh Obviously, Porzingis is banged up and, like, you know, just coming back. Uh, Luca, just – I feel like Luca just was absolutely brutalized over the last few weeks of the regular season. It felt like he was rolling an ankle or, like, hurting his elbow or a finger or, you know, falling over stanchions and stuff.
0: Pretty, he looked pretty much terrible. every game. He, looks, yeah, he, he, he looked real bad at, at points. You know, bad for Luca, still better than most players, but it was just the sort oh, of right. thing that stood out.
1: Yeah, like he he was he was just getting banged up constantly. Like it yeah. Um, you know, Redick's not even we don't even know if he's ever gonna play basketball again at this point. So, you know, they're they're kinda they're they're not going in as strong as I bet you they'd like to be. Right, right.
0: Well, is there anything so, so in terms of this, this, you know, we've known since Sunday night. Do you have any kind of like early reactions? You know, the Mavericks don't play until Saturday, but we don't really know what time. We know obviously mm. they play in LA, so I think it's safe to assume that it's going to be the late game on Saturday night, which of course it is. Um, did, is there anything sort of in the early going that that is, you know, on the tip of your mind about this team and, and the series?
1: Uh, I found it slightly disrespectful that the Clippers tanked to get to the Mavericks just because they're trying to run away from the Lakers. Uh, But, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think the Clippers are a better team than they were last year. And I don't know that this Mavericks team, well, I think it is a better team than last year, but it doesn't have, you know, Seth is like a flamethrower off the bench, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, they have more yeah, bodies I mean, because they right. didn't have. After Porzingis went down, they just didn't have enough guys to play, and, yeah. and you know, because they were missing Brunson, they were missing Dwight Powell. That's two of their top eight right now. Porzingis goes mm-hmm. down; that's a starter. Um, you know, Maxi was overmatched. He was exhausted. He shot the ball terribly. There aren't mm. indicators. Yeah, he was awful in the bubble. Yeah, like real bad. There are indicators where you could see talking, at least for me, I can talk myself into aspects of what is happening with the Mavericks, but I have a hard time seeing them over the course of of seven games really doing, you know, really, really making a statement unless poor absolutely comes to play. That's like, I hate thinking of our, our, you know, second tier guy or you know the second superstar being the x factor because he just needs to be more consistent but either luca shooting lights out from distance which he could because he certainly didn't last year uh or porzingis you know somehow becoming in like a, a, a threat on the move while also not being a corpse on defense like those things could give the mavericks you know kind of a, a chance. Like. Game one strikes me as extremely important, just not only due to historical significance, like game one winners tend to win most series, at least in the first round. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, I, I just really need to see something like that from them to to get an early spark. But I just, I don't know, I'm excited about the playoffs, but this matchup disappoints me.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think the more entertaining matchup would have been uh, with Denver, but, you know, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, I can't really put my finger on who this Mavericks team is. It reminds me a lot of, I think I've said this before, a lot of teams that we've seen in the past where it's just like, they're good, but they're not good enough, and mm-hmm. they've, they're they just still all over the place inconsi- with, like, how inconsistent they can be at times, like, it's weird that can go have a 45-point quarter and then they can have an 18-point quarter and, like, you know, blow a game that way. It's just, they just, and then, you know, they've blown out the Clippers by, like, 50. So, it's it it's just so weird. Like, I don't know what to really expect from this team or which team is actually going to show up. Hopefully, like, Hardaway can stay hot because, uh, you know, he's been basically carrying this team along with Luca. If you can get any semblance of bubble KP back, that'd be a huge upgrade over what we've seen from him this year. Uh, and then I don't, you know, there's Brunson off the bench, but I don't know where else you're going to turn uh, there. Um, maybe we'll see a little Josh Green if foul trouble happens. I know I know that Matt's Twitter would love to see that for some reason, but uh, I don't know if he's necessarily ready to be thrown into the fire.
0: I mean he's probably not, but I hope that they you know Carlisle has this this tendency and has for i mean really almost as long as I can remember he has a tendency to turn to guards to fix problems to a guard to change the pace to a berea to a Mike James to a Jalen Brunson and um a Burke combo and Hmm. You know, the Burke is or, uh, Burke and Brunson. To me, are going to be really fascinating to watch because the, the teams with length and the Clippers are a team with length. Bother Brunson because Brunson's like six foot tall, and and you yeah, know, he's,
1: he's he's not a tall guy.
0: There was a stretch after the All Star break where they played. It was like. L.A. Portland, Portland Denver, Denver like something like that, and the Mavs went zero and five, and it was like and and Brunson absolutely got like blanked out during that during that stretch, and I could be getting the win loss wrong, sorry guys, but it's like it was one of those post it was like a stretch where it's like oh no like this is not good, and and I I, that kind of has been lingering in my head because Brunson's obviously just like so important to this team Um, when he and Hardaway both play well, the Mads are really hard to beat. And when one of them play well, the Mads tend to look pretty good. So it's going to be, you know, the secondary units for both these teams, like there's just such a talent disparity. I mean, the Clippers have like, like Nicholas Batum's corpse has been reanimated and looks like a pretty good player. Like they've played the most
1: minutes. (laughs) Batum's played the most minutes out of any Clipper this year. Like I thought he was, done you know right like i i just it's it's wild and yeah like their entire team and then they have you know boogie cousins <laughs> like you know he's not as good as anywhere near what no but he be. crushed That's the fact, Mavericks you know? earlier
0: this year yeah
1: yeah when he was in Houston yeah
0: <laughs> it was like one of the worst it was like oh we got to go get this guy and it was like the only game of the year that he shot above like 40% it was terrible Man, right. i don't know i'm i'm still feeling I just got to get a vibe, you know, because the team goes as Luca goes, and he just looked so bad for the last five games. You know, between the 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 Cleveland games where he didn't look into it, but the, the Memphis game where he had the meat sweats. Like there was just enough, like oh no, like this guy is this guy's tired. This guy looks like crap. That just to be concerned, and one can hope that you know five days of not playing ball for real other than, you know, kind of some practice situations will, will leave him feeling at least a little bit
1: better. Right, and I mean, in that Memphis game, the whole team was hungover, so...
0: That's why, I, I mean, I like to call it the meat sweats, because we don't really know if they were drinking, though they were at a brewery. It's safe to assume right. that they were doing... You know, they, they were treating their bodies like the, like, like uh, you know, top-end machines uh, ready for a game right. the next day, so...
1: I don't know. Yeah, they they were treating their bodies like I treat mine, so... <laughs>
0: Well, before uh, before we head on out of here cuz I didn't want to keep you too long. It's the middle of the workday for both of us. Um do, mm. is there anything else kind of on the on the top of your mind?
1: You know, I'm I didn't know how I would feel about the playing games. I know the Mavericks aren't in them, thankfully, but uh I'm kind of like a little pumped for this uh Lakers and Warriors game. I'm not going to I'm lie. too. Yeah, like I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets better ratings than most of the playoff games this year.
0: Maybe we'll see. I hope, I mean, I hope yeah. it, it's not, you know, I hope it's kind of a harbinger of things to come long-term just because it's, it's fun. I mean, the, the NBA has always been so top heavy with uh playoff talent, mm-hmm. but you know, you, basketball is just also a game of runs. I mean, we've been on the bad end of a team that, that had no business being an eight seed in 2007. And it just, it can happen sometimes. And, you know, the yeah. right kind of run. Like, I'm looking forward to, to, I'm out here in DC and I'm looking forward to seeing what the Wizards do. They were awful for half the season and now they're, they're really going to do something with themselves.
1: Yeah. The Wizards are a really fun story, too. I mean, Westbrook is just going insane. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, Doyle, thank you for hopping on in the middle of the day.
1: Sure. No problem.
0: All right. This has been Kirk Henderson and, uh, Doyle Raider of Mavs Moneyball, and you know you want to be checking with our sites fairly frequently. We're posting a lot of different content. I'm going to be on tomorrow afternoon, which will be ready in time for your drive home uh, on Wednesday with a, with a Clippers writer. Um, and then Josh and I are going to be doing a preview podcast kind of on Thursday. Friday, I'll be doing the locker room, and there's lots of stuff going on in the site. Please check in with that. Uh, Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Leave us a review. This has been uh, Kirk and Josh or Josh, Kirk and Doyle. Uh, Thank you for hanging out, buddy. No problem.